Hey everyone, it's Pacific. A few quick notes, and then this week's episode, which is a little different from our usual format. Uh, instead of a deep dive into one SCP, this week we're doing a bit of a mixed bag. So you'll be getting three different SCPs, and I do have some bad news. Uh, unfortunately, we are delaying the launch of SCP Archive Season 2. Fortunately, it's just by week. Uh, we were planning on launching on February 25th. We're going to push that to, Feb- or sorry, to March 3rd. Uh, we just want a little more time to polish some of the episodes and get things in order. Um, but instead, on February 25th, you can expect a trailer for Season 2. Um, it's going to have some clips from the first few episodes and a nice little teaser. Uh, and then, like I said, March 3rd, Season 2 launches and will continue all the way through until October, November or so. Kind of feel it out, see how it goes this year. And one last thing. This week's episode is brought to you by The Lodge, the terrifying new horror film from the directors of Goodnight Mommy. We here at Blade Disgusting describe it as amazingly scary and awarded it four and a half out of five skulls. The Lodge is now playing in New York and LA and will be playing everywhere else February 21st. Uh, And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to www.thelodgemov.com. Uh, a quick note, if you guys haven't seen Goodnight Mommy, I do highly recommend it. Um, I watched it, honestly, when I was in high school, many, many years ago. Uh, went in totally blind, and it terrified the fucking schmoogle out of me. Um, it's a terrifying movie, and one of my favorites. Uh, it hurts to watch, and I've only been able to watch it maybe once or twice since I first watched it in theaters many, many years ago, because it's actually terrifying. <laughs> um, the Lodge looks incredible and promises to be just as, if not maybe a little more scary. So I, for one, am absolutely picking up tickets and super excited for this movie, uh, and I hope you guys check it out. I think it'll be really cool. And that brings us to our first tale, SCP-999. This was written by Prof. Snyder. I would describe SCP-999 as the friendliest slime on this side of the cosmos. This is narrated by me, Pacific Obadiah. SCP-999 is played by me, Pacific Obadiah. And SCP-682 is played by Graham Rowett. Enjoy. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number. SCP-999. Object class. Safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-999 is allowed to freely roam the facility should it desire to, but otherwise must stay in its pen either between 8pm and 9pm for sleeping, or during emergency lockdowns for its own safety. Subject is not allowed out of its pen at night or off facility grounds at any time. Pen is to be kept clean and food replaced twice daily. All personnel are allowed inside SCP-999's holding area but only if they are not assigned to other tasks at the time, or if they are on break. 
Subject is to be played with when bored and spoken to in a calm, non-threatening tone. Description SCP-999 appears to be a large, amorphous, gelatinous mass of translucent orange slime, weighing about 120 pounds, with a consistency similar to that of peanut butter. Subject's size and shape is easily malleable and can change shape at will, though, when at rest, SCP-999 becomes a rounded, oblate dome, roughly 2 meters wide and 1 meter in height. The surface of SCP-999 consists of a thin, transparent membrane, similar to that of an animal cell, roughly 0.5 centimeters thick, and is highly elastic, allowing SCP-999 to flatten portions of its body up to 2 centimeters thin. This surface is also hydrophobic. Although SCP-999 can willfully absorb liquids, see addendum SCP-999-A, the rest of SCP-999's body is filled with a viscous orange substance of unknown chemical makeup, though it is capable of digesting organic materials with ease. Subject's temperament is best described as playful and dog-like. When approached, SCP-999 will often react with overwhelming elation, slithering over to the nearest person and leaping upon them, hugging them with a pair of pseudopods while nuzzling the person's face with a third pseudopod, all while emitting high-pitched gurgling and cooing noises. The surface of SCP-999 emits a pleasing odor that differs with whomever it is interacting with. Recorded scents include chocolate, fresh laundry, bacon, roses, and Play-Doh. Simply touching SCP-999 surface causes an immediate mild euphoria which intensifies the longer one is exposed to SCP-999, and lasts long after separation from the creature. Subject's favorite activity is tickle wrestling, often by completely enveloping a person from the neck down and tickling them until they ask to stop, though it does not always immediately comply with this request. Though injuries may occur, SCP-999 has never been found to purposely attempt to harm others, and will immediately back away and contract its body into a quivering mound with gurgling in a matter similar to a whimpering dog, seemingly apologizing for hurting someone on accident. While the creature will interact with anyone, it seems to have a special interest in those who are unhappy or hurt in any way. Persons suffering from crippling depression, or PTSD, for example, have reported having a far more positive outlook on life after multiple interactions with SCP-999. The possibility of manufacturing antidepressants from SCP-999 slime is currently being discussed. In addition to its playful behavior, SCP-999 seems to love all animals, especially humans refusing to eat any meat and even risking its own life to save others, on one occasion leaping in front of a person to take a bullet fired at them. The subject's intellect is still up for debate. Though its behavior is infantile, it seems to understand human speech and most modern technology, including guns. SCP-999's diet consists entirely of candy and sweets, with M&Ms and Necco wafers being its favorite. Its eating methods are similar to that of an amoeba. Addendum SCP-999-A Reminder to all staff, SCP-999 is not to consume caffeinated soft drinks of any kind. 
Last week, someone gave SCP-999 a can of cola, along with its usual breakfast. Not only was it literally bouncing off the walls for half an hour, the carbonation made SCP-999 visibly queasy afterwards, and it refused to move or eat for the rest of the day. SCP-999 has thankfully recovered since, but the staff member in question has been reprimanded. Dr. Addendum SCP-999-B The following is a report from an experiment in which SCP-682, commonly referred to as the hard-to-kill reptile, is exposed to SCP-999 in the hopes that it will curb the creature's homicidal rage. SCP-999 is released into SCP-682's containment area. 999 immediately slithers towards 682. SCP-999 moves in front of SCP-682, jumping up and down in a dog-like manner while calling out a high-pitched squealing noise. SCP-682 immediately steps on SCP-999, completely flattening SCP-999. Observers were about to abort the experiment when SCP-682 started talking again. What is this? I feel good. SCP-999 can be seen crawling up from between SCP-682's toes, up along its side and around its neck, where it clings on and begins gently nuzzling with its pseudopod. A wide grin slowly spreads across SCP-682's face. SCP-682 repeats the word happy for several minutes, laughing occasionally before escalating into non-stop laughter. As laughter continues, SCP-682 rolls onto its back, slamming its tail upon the floor with dangerous force. SCP-682 and 999 continue the tickle fight until SCP-682 finally wears down and appears to fall asleep with what would appear to be a smile on its face. After 15 minutes with no activity, two D-Class personnel enter the room to retrieve SCP-999. When SCP-999 is removed, SCP-682 immediately wakes up and unleashes an unidentifiable wave of energy from its body, all while laughing maniacally. All persons within the wave's range collapse into a crippling fits of laughter, allowing SCP-682 to escape and slaughter all in its path. Meanwhile, SCP-999 quickly rescues as many persons as it can, taking them to a safe place to recover from SCP-682's 
laughter wave, while agents suppress and recontain SCP-682. Despite the tragedy that SCP-682 has brought upon the facility, SCP-999 has not shown any fear towards the creature, and, in fact, has made gestures suggesting it wants to play with SCP-682 again. SCP-682, however, has stated that Fuculent's little unintelligible kin data expunged and die. Memo from Dr. While the test was unsuccessful and ended in tragedy, that had to be the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I never thought I'd see the day when I would regard 682 as cute. Please send me a copy of the security tapes as soon as possible. Our second tale today is SCP-993, written by Tahoni. Alright, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, we're now presenting Bobble the Clown. He's here to teach you marvelous things. This is narrated by John Grills. Item number, SCP-993. Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. Any broadcast of SCP-993 are to be intercepted as detailed in Protocol Upsilon Beta 3 and blocked from public viewing. All intercepted broadcasts are to be recorded and stored for future viewing. Any subjects used to view SCP-993 must be under the age of 10 and are to be dosed with Class A amnesiac after they've described the episode. Viewing of SCP-993 must be authorized by three Level 4 personnel. Description. SCP-993 is a children's television program entitled Bobble the Clown, which first began airing in... 19... SCP-993 seems to have been made in the style of an educational cartoon, with the primary plot of most episodes being the titular character, Bobble the Clown, learning a new skill or activity. The program appears to have no supporting cast, and the setting of the program often changes between episodes. SCP-993's anomalous properties become obvious when the program is viewed. Anyone watching age 10 years or older will immediately fall unconscious when the program begins and will remain incapacitated until the end of the program, later reporting a stabbing headache immediately before blacking out. Children under the age of 10 viewing SCP-993 later report that it teaches and advocates activities such as cannibalism, murder, torture. These activities appear to become ingrained in the subject's mind. Repeated exposure to SCP-993 can result in permanent psychotic and schizophrenic symptoms. Episodes of SCP-993 are regularly broadcast from a currently unknown source. But since... 2000... All broadcasts have been successfully intercepted by using Protocol Upsilon Beta 3 and blocked from public viewing. Bobble's Kitchen Surprise Setting of episode is a stereotypical small American town. In the episode, Bobble the Clown appears to kidnap one of the town's citizens and takes him to his home. Once there, Bobble the Clown informs the viewer how to prepare human flesh for consumption, then proceeds to skin, gut, and cook the citizen. Bobble in the Big City Setting of episode is a large American city, possibly New York. In the episode, Bobble the Clown instructs viewers on methods of lighting fires undetected, using resources such as mosquito coils. At the end of the episode, Bobble the Clown sets a fire to a large building and leaves. The picture stays on the burning building for a further three minutes before the episode ends. Screams are audible during this time. 
Bobble Sneaky Saturday. Setting of episode appears to be London, as the Elizabeth Tower House in Big Ben is visible. In the episode, Bobble the Clown silently stalks a woman for most of the episode. When she arrives at her home, Bobble the Clown attacks and kills her with a large butcher knife. At the end of the episode, Bobble the Clown details methods of remaining unseen in crowded places. Bobble gets the truth. Setting of episode appears to be a prisoner of war camp. In the episode, Bobble the Clown tortures a captured soldier, repeatedly asking him nonsensical questions. The soldier eventually appears to die of his wounds. Bobble the Clown then details to the viewer how to inflict painful but non-lethal injuries. Bobble hates you. Setting of episode appears to be a blank room. Bobble the Clown sits on a chair in the room staring angrily at the viewer for the full 30 minutes of the episode. Explicative you. Explicative you. Explicative you. Setting of the episode appears to be site video archive, where recordings of SCP-993 are stored. In the episode, Bobble the Clown angrily details methods of breach and containment for several SCPs. Bobble then details methods to murder researchers involved in its containment, showing detailed knowledge of their daily routines and habits. Notably, what appears to be an animated version of Dr. walks past Bobble halfway through the episode. The clock on the wall shows the time as p.m. Dr. confirms that he was walking past SCP-993's archive at the time. And the last tale for today is SCP-173. This was written by Moto42. If you don't know about SCP-173, well, he's as still as a statue. Just don't blink. This is narrated by Nicole Goodnight. Item number SCP-173. Object Class Euclid. Special Containment Procedures. Item SCP-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter at any time and the door is to be relocked behind them. At all times, two persons must maintain direct eye contact with SCP-173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Description. Moved to Site-19, 1993. Origin is of yet unknown. It is constructed from concrete and rebar with traces of Krylon brand spray paint. SCP-173 is animate and extremely hostile. The object cannot move while in a direct line of sight. Line of sight must not be broken at any time with SCP-173. Personnel assigned to enter container are instructed to alert one another before blinking. Object is reported to attack by snapping the neck at the base of the skull, or by strangulation. In the event of an attack, personnel are to observe Class IV Hazardous Object Containment Procedures. Personnel report sounds of scraping stone originating from within the container when no one is present inside. This is considered normal, and any change in this behavior should be reported to the acting HMCL supervisor on duty. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is a combination of feces and blood. Origin of these materials is unknown. The enclosure must be cleaned on a bi-weekly basis.
All right, everyone, that's it for this week's Little Mixed Bag episode. Let us know if you like this format. Uh, If you do, it's something we'd be glad to do in the future. Uh, There are thousands of SCP entries, uh, but not all of them are as long or as in-depth to warrant a full episode. Um, But we might like to try and do more short ones like this. Uh, It allows us to kind of get some of the more popular ones that we couldn't really do in other formats. If you like our show, make sure you find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Uh, on all of those platforms, we are SCP underscore POD. Our producer is Tom Owen. My name is Pacific Obadiah, and I am your showrunner and sound designer. Our host and narrator is John Grills. Our music is provided by the incredibly talented Tom Rory Parsons. In this episode, you heard the voices of Nicole Goodnight, Graham Rowett, and me, Pacific Obadiah. This is a Bloody Disgusting Podcast. For more information, visit bloody-disgusting.com.